Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jack McEnroy. My co-host is Steve Walsh. Hello. And our guest this week is uh, podcaster Mickey Boyd. Hello. You'll know Mickey, no doubt, from Mickeypedia, one of Steve's other podcasts. Do you guys want to tell the audience what that's all about? Because I don't know. <laughs> I do, I do. Enemy of the show, Jack McEnroy, isn't it? Go on, give me a one one sentence, what's that all about? And don't don't say celebration of the random. Oh. Well, the tagline? Yeah, don't use the tagline. <laughs> tell, me, tell us what the show is, but please don't use the tagline. Oh. Uh, the idea of Wikipedia is to allow us to talk on a wide variety of subjects, but have a framework and structure around it. So, what we do is we go to Wikipedia, press the random article button three times, but the first two times, whatever comes up, however intrigued we are, we ignore it. And on the third one, however terrified we are, we embrace it. We embrace it, yeah. And we just chat about it. There's other sections as well, but that's the, the core of the show. But basically, it's us talking about lots of odd things that wouldn't naturally occur in conversation and dealing with it. So it's, there's an element of improvisation to it. If you go to holdfastnetwork.com slash Wikipedia, you find the first season available to listen to for free, of course. Was that Turkish iTunes politics? Well? Was it, no, that's, that was episode that was five. five. So uh, if you want to hear about Turkish politics, for example. <laughs> episode five. Yeah. Our website is southlondonhardcore.com where you can find all our old episodes. Follow us on Twitter at SLHC. Mickey's on Twitter at boydy 71 That's the one, yeah. If, uh, if you're a fan of Uber, get on there and find out why they're not good. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> No, we don't, we don't talk about them while we're on this uh, happy occasion. I don't talk about them at all. <laughs> right, today's episode is a roundup of local news. We've got a number of stories. And should we dive in, Steve, with one? I've got it from the Southwark News. Go on, go on. Bermondsey publican hits back after national press accused her of serving pints over dead man's body. So it's a kind of, uh, what do you call it, like a follow-up story? I thought you were going to say it's like a, a sketch from uh, some sort yeah, of yeah. comedy show. No, no, no. It's tragic, Steve. Right. Sandra Smith, who uh, runs the Ancient Foresters in Southwark Park Road. Do you know Mickey? Yeah, I know, yeah. Mickey's a cab driver, we should say. He's not. Yeah. Okay. Don't all, don't all <laughs> boo at once. <laughs> yeah. uh, she was disgusted they, that the tragic death of a pensioner was sensationalised in a major tabloid. So John Pannell, who was one of her colleagues, uh, he laid... Uh, dead behind the bar for seven hours because they were waiting for the coroner to come. And as Sandra herself said, you couldn't even see him. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What? Uh... So it's not the the thing is that the headline initially makes it sound like he's on the bar. Yeah, and right. Like, right. They, they're like using him to hold like nuts in the palm of his hand or something. Do you know what I mean? He's like <laughs> turned him into a feature. That's not the case, is it? Sensationalised. Tabloid newspapers. So, in terms of the original story, though, of what, you know, the guy died and that, you know, seven hours sitting in the pub. As a punter, Mickey, how would you, uh, how'd that make you feel? Dead guy around the bar, would you move on? No, I'd stay there. It'd be intriguing. And also, it's like a wake, isn't it? It's like a wake without the coffin. That's all it is, basically. You know, you go to, I've, been, I've been to wakes in Ireland. We won't go on about Ireland, Steve. But I've been to wakes <laughs> in Ireland where the coffin is in the house. It's like saying out the 50s or 60s. Right, right. And people are drinking around the coffin. So it's not much difference, really, is there? You know, it's respectful, really. I think the coffin's a big difference. Hey, the, guy, the guy's passed away. And the fact that you know the person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the thing is, though, like, pubs have storage areas, don't they? They have places that aren't behind the bar. Well, unless you put him down in the base, in Not the in cellar. the cellar, but... What's she going to do? Drag him, drag him down by the legs, his head banging off his set, boom, boom, boom. It's not... Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying you have to, like, move around the place, but just, like, off of... Off of the shop yeah. floor. So say if you were the family 
You know, do you think they should have closed the pub? I wouldn't say close the pub, and this bit of this pub trade's dying. Yeah, so she's got to stay open for as long as she can. That's what she's thinking, basically. She can make a well, eighty quid profit that day. Does it really matter? Yeah. What? Well, yeah, exactly. Someone's dignity versus eighty quid. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice hard choice in this economy, isn't it? This is it. This is what they've done to us. <laughs> if only that was all they'd done to us. <laughs> yeah. This dilemma is about what to do with dead while we're drinking. <laughs> 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 Cameron's legacy. Yeah, <laughs> He's ruined pubs <laughs> and the NHS, yeah. <laughs> but mostly pubs. So I started um, putting these news stories together in January. So some of them are a bit out of date, but you know, if you're not coming here for news, are you? Here for <laughs> our take on local news. Yeah, if you're ignoring all other media and waiting for us to tell you what's going on, you're yeah, in big trouble. Big, big trouble. Yeah. Trampoline for commuters is bounced out by transport boss. That's an evening standard headline. Do you know about that? No. Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, plans for London commuters to bounce into work on the world's longest urban trampoline uh, were shelved. The Bounceway project was going to be trialled uh, on the South Bank, I think it was. But it's another of uh, Boris Johnson's schemes that have, uh, all parties thought it was a bad idea. They're going <laughs> to put in essentially like a, kind of like a cycle lane. Or, yeah, or all humans road. would think that's a bad idea. <laughs> all parties. Yeah, or everyone you'd ask ever. Who would think that's a good idea? I don't know, it's sort of get, make people keep fit and stuff is the idea. It'd be a laugh, isn't it? Yeah, but in, in your mind, you're thinking they're going to bounce about two foot in the air, but they're not. They're going to sort of, like, just, I suppose, a low little dunk, dunk, dunk. Yeah. You know, people with dodgy hips, knees, they'll be claiming they're right and centre. You know, you'll have kids going on there. I wasn't going to think that's what it is then. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I'm sort of just imagining a guy in a bowler out and a briefcase just like bouncing along the. the Isn't tennis. it also going to cost millions, disrupts. 1.8 million right, pounds, there you yeah. Go. Uh, and like I'd have a go on it once, and then never go on it again. Exactly. I'm not getting. I'm not getting to work by trampoline. I'm getting the bus. Yeah, exactly. And, and also, imagine you're going to work. You got your best suit on, whatever. Someone barges in, you fall over. You get like a rubber burn on you. Stuff like that. Your money goes everywhere. It goes scattering down. You know, you're in trouble, aren't you? It's just ridiculous. Why not just put a travelator in? It's the same difference. Travelator. Is this not just propaganda for the uh, taxi industry, Mickey? No, <laughs> you, no. Give, you need to put a disclaimer. On that. No, I'm not a militant. I must. But then you imagine you got that. You got that. Bouncy trampoline bit, then you've got that grass uh, bridge that's going to go over yeah, right, around right, that area. Right. Maybe trampoline bridge, or maybe you just put a massive trampoline on one side of the Thames. Boom, yeah. can you get all the way over? It's exactly. a challenge, isn't it? What do yeah. I win? Safe passage, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not lose. Yeah. You do land in the Thames, yeah, and you lose your life. Yeah, <laughs> as we all know, whenever we do local news, one of my favorite things in the world is uh, news shopper because. The, um, they're obsessed with animals being like humans <laughs> exactly exactly well done Jack they're, they're obsessed yeah, yeah. with uh, animals being like humans so let's see what these crazy creatures have been up to a crazy I think a cheeky critter it's described as in the story mm-hmm. because of course they're ascribing human <laughs> ideas and emotions to these animals so a lazy pigeon immediately mm-hmm. straight in there with the uh, anthropomorphism a lazy pigeon was seen boarding a train at London Bridge Station. Boarding. <laughs> <laughs> Hold the doors, please. Um, and travelled all the way to Lewisham, undeterred by the recent commuter chaos at London Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cheeky critter hid itself in a baggage space, possibly to avoid ticket inspectors. <laughs> at every level, they're, they're just trying, trying to imagine that this pigeon's going, as a human, you're not a human, I'm not uh, undeterred by the travel chaos. Maybe he's unaware. Maybe he's yeah. not following the travel chaos. Uh, they also, they're suggesting that it came through the ticket barriers, because that's where the problem is. Boarding. Yeah. Shocking. 
Unconfirmed reports, and they like to have a bit of fun with it. Unconfirmed reports have suggested this is the same pigeon that boarded a train to do some Christmas shopping at Blue Water in October last year. <laughs> it's not the same pigeon. Yeah. That one didn't board either. And it's definitely not going Christmas shopping at Blue Water. They just... Um, Don't even celebrate Christmas, do they? Then, and then at the end, <laughs> just to like put a cherry on top of the icing, on top of this cake of pure insanity, their final uh, line is, it could be this pigeon is a fan of the UK grime scene. <laughs> And was travelling to Lewisham, Mac D's, to pay homage to Lewisham rapper Novelist. Right. I mean, that's very specific, isn't it? It seems unlikely. It's going seems to this unlikely. place to see this guy because he's a fan of this music. I mean, when they said lazy, I, I started reading the song, I was like, lazy. As if, uh, as if you can ascribe that sort of motives to this pigeon. And by the end of it, they're like, here's the, the journey he was probably on. It's like um, some sort of 80s animated film, isn't it? So talking of getting to work, I mean, we'd have been better if I'd done this immediately after when we were talking about getting to work. Maybe the pigeon was going to work. Yeah, commuting, isn't it? Speaking yeah. of commuting. <laughs> so this is the headline. It's a classical commute from north of the river while south pops to work. So a recent YouGov poll for the Philharmonia Orchestra, which is based in the South Bank Centre, found that a quarter of people in the northern part of the capital, so it's a bit unclear there, whether that means North London or whether it means everyone north of the river. Listen to classical music on the way to work, whereas only 10% of South Londoners do. But South Londoners have a, a more eclectic taste. Like my problem with this is, not really the stats, but like the fact that I've never been surveyed in any of yeah, these things. Exactly. Yeah, they come up with these very precise figures. Like if you ask 180 people yeah. what they listen to on the way to work, how do you draw a conclusion that makes it into like a national newspaper? I always had the same issue with family fortunes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. We asked 100 people. Ne- Do you know anyone? No. Do you know anyone? I've never. No, well, I don't know. All right. I thought you were going to break it. I thought <laughs> you were going to go, yeah, my aunt. They, uh, they asked that. But, like, that's the thing. They, they, you know. So, just say you've made up the uh, answers in it. It's fine. What's the most likely? It's make it into a thing about probability rather than pretending you've got people out there. Yeah. You know, 10% of South London. And it's not even like. Do you know someone's been surveyed? Maybe you know someone that works for the survey company. No, there's no evidence that there's a, a, of the of the survey. So again, yeah, same sort of nonsense. You, you know what they've done there? It's a philharmonic thing, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. gone round. They've gone round the office of about fifteen people. Say, right, where do you live? Where do you live? I tell you, like twelve percent of them live north of the river, and two of them live south, and one out of the two listens to classical, and the other one doesn't. That was that yeah. little wallet. <laughs> Is it more propaganda against the south as usual from the North London well, uh, Hammond Hyde mob? But it's also, uh, it depends, like, how much you like classical music, isn't it? Like, that doesn't bother me at all, that story. Like, I don't no, think no. it reflects particularly no, well. No, it just annoys me that, that they've drawn conclusions. Not, yeah. not the conclusions they've drawn. No. Do you, uh, what do you play in your cab, Mickey? Well, do I play a podcast, to be honest? Or, or music-wise? Do you play, so when people get in your cab, they've got to listen to Wikipedia. They listen to whatever I tell them to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only getting it from one place to another. The audio choice is mine, not theirs. End what are your favourite podcasts? Uh, South London Hardcore, of oh, course. You don't say that. <laughs> yeah. I, can go, I, won't, I won't say no more, because I, 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 I don't want to take anything from you guys. But yeah, no, I've got No, no, name. All right, Bill, Bill Burr. Um, uh, two mics off TalkSport. Sorry, don't, don't boo at me again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bill Burr. Daniel Bruce Tyson is available. Uh, and I listen to a, f- a few of my old ones as well because I'm a bit of an egomaniac. <laughs> but that's a basic, and that's a basically about it, to be honest. So yeah, people could uh, you do Wikipedia as we established earlier, but you used to be on a show called Please Don't Hug Me. I did with Daniel Ruiz Tyson. 
You were very much the Steve Walsh to his Jack McEnroy. <laughs> 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 I, I, I think, I think I, you're doing Steve down there, to be honest. Uh, um, oh, I thought that was a compliment. Oh, <laughs> no, no, it's not a compliment, trust me. I don't know if people will find that episode guide anywhere for it. But if people type, please don't hug me into iTunes, I think they'll find it. It's still there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, still yeah. There. yeah, yeah. yeah dig in, because there's some great stuff. There's yeah, some great some dynamic really, between the pair of you. There's some really bad stuff there as well. <laughs> you've got know, you to work through it you've you got yeah, to work it's through true, it it's true I saw this is not explicitly South London it's actually the other side of the river but I feel <laughs> I feel like it's probably a universal London story right I was at Charing Cross Station which is all obviously in a lot of sort of frames of reference the centre of London not South London obviously and there was a little a sign right so I imagine they probably have it at other stations they probably got it at Waterloo so I think we can sort of just assume they have Network rail, important information, taxi drivers. It's been reported and seen that some taxi drivers have been emptying urine-filled containers onto this taxi slip road. Yeah. Yeah, what can you tell me about that? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, I'll tell you what that is, exactly what it is. If you've ever been to Charing Cross Station, you can, as you come in off the Strand, you turn left, and it's a very sharp right, very sharp right. And as you go in, it's hidden. And you actually, it's... um. Is, you know, have you ever seen the cross? At, yeah, yeah, the Eleanor Cross. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a replica, obviously. It's not the original, but it's a replica. But it's very nice. So what they do, because they're hidden, the bottle goes out the side. I suppose they're giving it one of them. The head turns left, and they're pulling out the window there. And it absolutely, in the summer, that stinks to high heaven. Right. You've got that. That's one of the worst ones. Euston Station is also very bad for that as well. Can you name one in South London that's bad? Waterloo. <laughs> Great, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the idea that cab drivers would just well, carry a urine vessel? No, 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 what it is, no, say like, no, imagine like, this, this is the nightmare scenario, yeah? Right, you're on the A4, so you're going to the airport. Where's the A4? A4, heading west towards the airport, yeah? Right, right. You're stuck in mega traffic, it's Friday afternoon, you've got a good fare on board, yeah, it's going to go 70, 80 quid, so yeah? yeah. You've got your Lenore bottle, you know, some, you know, Lenore, oh, yeah. it's got a big wide... Yeah. Yeah, for uh, me anyway. What do you call it? Yeah. Opening. Aperture. Yeah, aperture. Yeah, correct. That's the one. This is my optimum aperture. Yeah. I, I use Lenore. What yeah. for? We're not going to go into yeah. what I'm using it for. Well, this, this is, is it. Like... You, can go from, you, know, you can go from an Evian bottle all the way up to a Lenore bottle. Yeah? Yeah, I choose the Lenore bottle. All right, Mickey. Say, say no, no more. Anyway. Please. Please. Say no more. We're on the A4. Mega traffic. Bladder gives way. Plus, you've got to remember, a lot of these guys are quite old, so their prostate and all that's not working as well as it did. Yeah. So they, they'll have a sneaky they're little... They're not pooing in now, are they? No, well, let's hope not. But they'll have a, a sneaky little wee while they're dri- driving along. Why well, you got a, cap- a fare in the back? Yeah, they can't see, can they? So you oh, do that. Shocking. Bit of hand gel. Bit of that. Six stages. Did you know about yeah. this? No. You found out now. And then do the old lid up and boom, off you well, go. I'm less surprised or... than you. I mean, yeah, but... you're stuck in a traffic jam. You're a professional driver. You, you would make a can of these things, wouldn't you? But it's, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that is the nightmare <laughs> scenario. But the most... most Have you do... had a customer that's been caught short? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, quite. But quickly, just to go back to the normal... To be fair, majority of drivers, what they do, they'll stand with their passenger, the passenger door there. They'll open the passenger door. They'll have their door trapping them. And they'll wee into the bottle while they're sort of by their steering wheel, but out of people's sight. Oh, that's nice. That's really so, uh, <laughs> And also, what the carriage office told us when I passed that, they tell you to get in the back of the taxi if you, with your face with, facing the road, with your bum facing the, the, the pavement, and we in a, like that, almost on all fours. So There's no specific instructions from the carriage Virtually, office. Virtually, yeah. yeah. Has anyone ever recommended like, a public toilet? <laughs> <laughs> but lads, this, this, this is what we face. You know what I mean? It's very difficult. I'm parked up outside my house. You do still need to... You do still need to... <laughs> wow. Yeah, but that's that's the way it is. Yeah, but no, I've had, I've had passengers call short many times. So where do you empty yours, Mickey? I don't use one to be honest. 
You I've... just admitted to use a Lenovo Hawk. No, I... yeah, but I mean, I mean, in general, I've got one on me if I need it. But I, I, you know, that's the bit. I normally go to hotels and stuff like that. That's what yeah, I do. There's a, there's a pissoir in. Um, there's a pissoir. It's almost South London. Hawkesbury Road, just over the bridge. Wow, there's nice. a pissoir on the corner. And oh, as you go, up, it's called the Iron Lung. So, because it's the shape of an Iron Lung. What flavour of London? Flavour. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, April freshness. April. <laughs> all, all year round, yeah? All year round. <laughs> all year round. It gives that, gives that, that spring-like feel down there. Yeah, so, we, so obviously you used the Lenore first, but you leave a little bit in there just to mask the smell? Yeah, that's a good idea, you could do. Yeah. Yeah. No, if there's any cab drivers listening, yeah. talk to the carriage office, because like, <laughs> you need to just drop me out and go, guys, I'm going to revolutionise things. So I've got a story, but the story itself's not interesting, but it's what I learned from reading the story that intrigued me. So the story is two of South East London's biggest Hollywood exports have teamed up for the latest film and we've got a good glimpse of action man Jason Statham doing his best Bond impression. I don't think Jason Statham was in South London. Herne Hill. Everywhere else says Sydney. Apart from Wikipedia which says somewhere up in Yorkshire. Oh right. Yeah I thought it was from Herne Hill but maybe right. born one place grew up the other. Yeah, yeah. Certainly South London. Yeah, yeah grew up in Sydney <laughs> apparently. Um, and he's appearing in this film with uh, Blackheath, Jude Law. I thought it was Peckham. This is what I'm talking about, isn't it? This is the well, problem. his parents lived in Peckham, but right, I, think, right. I don't know where he did. Right? What did you learn from it, Steve? The Jason Statham was from <laughs> South London. <laughs> which yeah, we'll means... have to do a, an episode at some point. Exactly. Also, in the story, this is the other thing that I like. Because another thing I like about doing local news is finding bits from local news stories where they've just made a massive error that's bypassed everyone. So... In the second paragraph, they're like, uh, no, Jace isn't stepping into Daniel Craig's uh, shoes and kicking off a scepter mutiny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, do you mean spectre? <laughs> they do mean spectre. And you can sort of see how that could happen, but yeah. the fact it's got past everyone. On a Majesty's Secret Service, isn't it? <laughs> Royal fail. Right, a headline. I dread to think how many times that headline's been used over the years. <laughs> uh, post service refuses to deliver to block unless escorted by a 69-year-old councillor. So there was an attack on a postman last year at uh, Roland Hill House, which is around Borough. Yeah, so, no, it's on Blackfriars Road. Blackfriars Road. Yeah, so obviously um, Southwark Station. Right, so like we're talking like, yeah, yeah. like the fancy end of South London. But there was some kind of attack. At Roland Hill House, right? Roland Hill, who invented the postage stamp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, ironically. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Ofcom have been called because they've been refusing to deliver post there for seven months unless uh, they're escorted by Councillor Maria Linford Hall. Linford Hall, excuse me. On Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. Otherwise, people can collect from Mandela Way Depot, which is, like, quite far. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, what, mild enough? Easy, yeah. So, what, a councillor? They want the, they, they're saying... Look, they're saying the councillor has to come with them. So this councillor's got to get up out of her office. 69 she is. <laughs> Go try, also, be... is she particularly handy? Is the idea that if they come under attack, <laughs> she's going to just like do a jump swing back kick and deal with everything? Maybe she's just like, they know her locally. Like, That's what I mean, like yeah. she's knocked out enough of them. That Leave they're like, Maria. <laughs> you remember what happened last time? <laughs> Step down. Yes, Maria, I'm sorry. Where'd you stand on it, Steve? Uh, just deliver the post, isn't it? Like, one attack. If it was like a series of attacks, it's one of those things where you go, if it's a one-off, then it's unfortunate, but you need to move on. If it's a series, then you get the police involved. Yeah. You don't come up with this third way, where you go, we're going to deliver on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, accompanied by a 69-year-old counsellor, or you can pick... What's this system? Well, how have you... Just ramshackle, isn't it? 
What about arm in arm in the postal service? What what sort of level of arms are we talking about? I, don't know, I think that something like a knuckle duster would do, wouldn't it? No. How about a taser attached to their scanners? You know, if one have to yeah, scan yeah, it, yeah, so yeah. it doubles up. But imagine the accident, you... so could you sign for? Ah! <laughs> have you heard of taser football? No, uh, no. What do you imagine it is? Um, some kind of football match where people are holding tasers yeah, and they tase each other. Yeah, side football, and the rules are everyone carries a taser, and if someone's in possession of the ball, you're allowed to tase them. Oh, what kind of idiot would do that? Uh, Americans. <laughs> oh, it's American. It's taser American. American football. Yeah. No, no uh, it's it's all, taser soccer. It's like a soccer ball, but it's like the size of uh, a giant beach ball. So it's just this massive ball, but they still they're sort of like punching it around. They don't kick it at any point, but it's designed exactly like a soccer ball. So they must have low voltage because otherwise they'd collapse. They'd be urinating themselves, defecating themselves. <laughs> you know, it's, it's got to be quite low, yeah. They all carry a Lenore bottle as well. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Well, That's sporting. the uh, league sponsor. That's it. Yeah. Gunman tells Judge, suck your mum, rude boy. <laughs> I, I heard this one. Heard this After one. being given life sentence. Our friend Robert made a great point on Twitter where he said, at school, and it's, it's such a, one of those true things, he goes, at school, rude boy was essentially punctuation. Yeah, yeah. It's true though, and it? it was like just dropped in. You know, it's one of those words. You know, it's like any sort of familiarity, and you know, like bruv. Like you know, yeah. you, you could drop it in anywhere, all over the, the sentence. So uh, yeah, I mean, this guy he was found guilty of shooting a couple at close range sixteen times. It's a pretty grim story. Nah. That's a hilarious headline, isn't it? But yeah. You know, I guess I should have got it from gunman and life sentence. Though. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't going to be a nice story, but, but no, he didn't die actually. Either of them, okay. they, they shot like it was like his best pal's ex girlfriend and her new guy. Right, so you right, know, right. bad stuff. Yeah, um, but he got nine years. It's not, it's not life, is it? But you know, yeah. let's not go down that road. Um, what was the actual incident that prompted him to say to the judge? Suck your mum, rude boy. I think when the judge says, I'm, 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 <laughs> I said that she's alive in prison. <laughs> his dad got sort of dragged out of the courtroom and he was just going mad in there. But What was I, he saying? I mean... Yeah, well... But I, I don't know, I feel like if I was sentenced to life, you'd say something, wouldn't you? You would. Yeah. Like, you, don't, don't, you know, don't do the old, like, where your head drops and you just go... Oh. You know, don't be doing that. Be going mad. Yeah. Because I've got a problem with him saying, and I might be missing the point here, maybe I'm that bit older than you chaps. Suck your mother. Oh, is that physically possible to suck? Yeah, I think, I think it's... Is it, is it some sort of terminology? What, 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 it's, it's, it's what a, I draw from that is... Uh, I won't put that there. <laughs> <laughs> what I draw from that is he's saying, um, go back to your mother's breast. Oh, right, yeah. Okay, fair enough. See, I don't yeah, get that at all. Yeah, right. Okay, it's about, yeah, I'm trying to clean it up. Maybe it isn't that. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I, I think it's... Yeah. I think it's the worst one. Because, like, I don't think at that point he's so enraged. He's like... He's, like, he's trying to say that is an infantile decision I, I, I envision to... you as little more than a baby in arms your honour <laughs> but let boy. me say it in this form <laughs> suck your mum rude boy <laughs> I, I think he's been a lot a lot ruder than that see I would have sat there and if I was in the public coffee, well why has he said that and also the rude boy thing for me I, I always think of Scar when I think of Rude Boy. Right, right, right. I'm not thinking... <laughs> I'd be like, oh, nice reference to Scar. <laughs> and you want you to return to your mother's bosom. That's, you, I'll tell you what, you're not a bad fella considering you shot, <laughs> you shot someone 16 times, <laughs> or two people 16 times, and you're a poor shot. Two councillors have strongly denied they supported an application for gangland boss Eddie Richardson to be awarded the Freedom of the Borough. 
<laughs> you know what? I, saw, I did see this. Yeah. But I couldn't... I'd never got back to it. So I'm right, glad right. you brought it up. Yeah. Um, it said, uh, the headline was like, award for gangster, basically. Yeah, he was nominated for the Freedom of the Borough um, for his uh, charity work. <laughs> and there was outcry because of this, but also the mechanics of, of the award. So, like, it had to be approved at a certain level by councillors. Um, and then apparently it got blocked at the next stage. But someone, at some point, leaked it to the papers and said... And named a couple of specific councillors that these guys were all over it. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, 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 it's just a, it's a mechanism and it goes through. But just the fact, leaving aside once it gets to that point where it goes through this process, there's a bit, surely, where someone writes on a bit of paper and sends it off to the council and goes, I think it's about time Eddie Richardson got his gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've overlooked this guy and all his fine work in a local Rotary Club for too long. Just a bizarre thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But what was the, oh, this is the Freedom of the Borough. Is he still alive, Eddie Richardson? Then? Yeah, yeah. His brother died, didn't he? Yeah, I got his brother's book, but I don't plan to read it. My yeah. Manor. That's right. Yeah. Richardson. Yeah. Didn't need the freedom, innit? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever cover his mother's sweet shop? Did you ever get Only in the sense of... I'm sure we've mentioned it on the show because I used to walk past it on the way to school and we used to go in there. Uh, lucky bags. 10p lucky bags, show my age. Where you'd get, open it up and there'd be like sweets and toys. Mm. Great. Um... And football stickers, you know, wham bars. They were massive. Curly whirlies, huge they were. <laughs> yeah, your hands were smaller still. <laughs> um, but in the window of the sweet shop, for years, for years, they had a poster up that said, Charlie Richardson is innocent. Brilliant. And I said to my mum one day, I was like, who's Charlie Richardson? She was like, oh, it's the family. He's um, someone in prison. He's the family of the people around the sweet shop. And I was like... And he's innocent. She was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> they don't put that up for innocent people. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no Steve Walsh's innocent posters up anywhere because there's no, uh, you know, nothing can there's stick. There's no evidence, is Yeah, there? Teflon iron. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was just this bizarre thing to sort of, and it was years of going past it. And it was this really odd sort of introduction to uh, the criminal justice world at a young age where you're like, and my mum obviously isn't going to go into details. So I was like, what's he in for? And she was like, he was just a bit of a villain sort of thing yeah. not telling me about torture and yeah. you know. and there's a mother with a big battery like a big <laughs> AC Delco battery on the counter <laughs> you didn't pay <laughs> you might have seen this story this is my only recent one really Neil Moore escaped from Wandsworth prison based on a bogus email did you see that? no I did convicted fraudster oh. I think he was in prison for fraud who's listening already. to any emails that he's sending out <laughs> <laughs> he cut he um he was on remand. What does that mean? He's not. He's not been sentenced, and he's like, ah, uh, right, yeah. right, right, right. He had a, a mobile that he shouldn't have had, obviously, and he used that to go on the internet, create a fake email address. That uh, well, he re- first he registered the domain, which is very similar to the court's domain, and on a mobile phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you've got the internet on your phone, and you see. Yeah, but you I, have I to go, Daddy, can't you? I don't know how much sort of internet fraud I could... Uh... No, no, you couldn't, could you? <laughs> You've got the technology, that's not what's stopping you. <laughs> so he set up the fake web domain that's very similar to the court's one, then emailed the uh, prison. <laughs> it's extraordinary, isn't it? Uh, like, we are in the future. With instructions for his release. From within the prison? Yeah, I mean, he, he was in there because he'd committed uh, £1.8 million worth of fraud. Um no details other than posing as staff member for Barclays, Lloyds and Santander, he managed to persuade large organisations to give him vast sums of money. I've said it before, and I'll say it again, no one should go to prison for fraud. You need to get these people, just recruit them into some sort of line of work 
these are the most intelligent people in the world. We've got idiots, morons, and criminals running the country, and we've got people who are people like this. Good, honest. Exactly. Uh, but hold on. So he's ripping off large organisations. Yeah. And we're putting this guy in prison. But his initially, his partner was charged with the deception because it, it put on a woman's voice on some of the calls. I mean, <laughs> he's a genius. He, he's, exactly. the best, he's the best among us, isn't he? Yeah. All charges against her have now been dropped. And uh, he, I think, yeah, I don't want her to go to sentenced prison. to uh, some or other. That's quite incredible, isn't it? It's you get a mobile and you email the prison and go, yeah, let this guy out. Yeah. They let you out. You're like, just like, just down the corridor, just sort of going, uh, you're, it's like, mate, you might want to check your computer. I've got, got it pinned or something. Oh, uh, what, what does it say? Oh, right, me. Seems odd. Yeah, also had an email here to give you a tenner on it. <laughs> He's 28 years of age, the fella. He's 28. 28. He's got, he got? He's got a massive future in like... Uh, Special Prison. services. How about just his services? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, just move him over, like you say, Steve. Move him over. Put him find over. find yeah. a role for this guy. There's something that he can be doing that's more constructive for everyone. Put him on something because he's like clearly very smart. Yeah. And it's one of those things. I'm. I, I, I've got no time whatsoever for people going to prison if they're not causing harm to people. And I know harm can be clearly always. Mm. But you know what I mean, if you're not doing violent crime, why why are we locking people up and paying to keep them? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Put in community service. There was a, no, a story that I obviously skipped, but this guy tried to snatch a kid from a primary school, right? Right, right. Got 18 months. Right. Yeah, like, it's just bonkers, isn't yeah, it? That yeah. is absolutely He's, mental. He is a clear danger yeah, to yeah, other yeah. people, and I don't want him out on the streets because he can't be trusted. But this other fella, you know, community service, but don't do it. Community service, to me, is the equivalent of, you know, you're at school and you've got lines. Yeah, and I don't know about your school, but my school, you do the lines, and the teacher make a big show of tearing up in front of you, and then throw them in your bin, yeah. and going, "Here you go, just wasted your time, wasted all of our time." Do you know what I mean we've nothing was <laughs> learned here, nothing, nothing has been gained from this. This guy, don't put him in prison, just sitting there thinking of ways to outsmart you next time. Don't you know put him out in community service, painting bollards. Get, get him, him a job at the council. Get, exactly. Get him <laughs> logistics. logistics. Get him sat down working things out. He's got answers. Another thing about local news stories, dubious fact-checking, isn't it? And like some spurious things that... Feed out and you can see what I mean. An arts organisation has broken the Guinness World Records to create the longest continuous trail of children's books. Yeah, I mean, just kind of quickly just say well, that apart from alternative tube maps... Guinness, Guinness World Records are my least favourite thing going. But go on, carry on. But of all the Guinness World Records, isn't it? It's one of those scenes where you go, there was a record for that. Yeah. Like the but there longest, wasn't, was there? Longest continuous... There was, because they've, they've beaten the previous mm. one. But longest continuous trail of children's books. I mean, it's just like so sort so of... So you put in like a young adult and it's suddenly... <laughs> and more than 500 volunteers. You, yeah, want, to, you to... want to slap every single one of them. <laughs> well, I do anyway. Yeah, Guinness World Record for slapping the longest line of volunteers. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. The line measured uh, 0.6993 miles or 1,115.8 metres. This, this beats the previous record of 0.68 miles by 0.01 of a mile. Yeah, you're not going to bother doing it. You're not going to double it, are you? Smash it. Yeah. Smash it or don't bother. What's the... You know what I mean? Well, don't bother, innit? <laughs> exactly, don't bother. So you go, oh, what was the last record? 499 children's books. Can we get 500 children's books to line them up? Yeah, we can. What a waste of everyone's time. The whole thing meant that they had to close off some roads to allow it to happen. That's outrageous. The organiser goes, uh, 
apologies to any drivers who were held up, but it was for a really good cause. No, no who no, was it? No, it wasn't. It was, it wasn't. It was like, for the worst. It was for, for you to get a local paper that is going to claim it's against your record, and then later in the article, go, the organisers are now waiting official verica- verification from Guinness. Oh, I mean, not news until then, is exactly. it? Exactly. People just made a mess. That's the story. People made a mess in Tyler traffic. Guinness might be telling us if it wasn't a complete waste of time. It yeah, was the, a the only world record I want to know about is the 100 metres. There's no other world record that I'm, I'm concerned about in any way. Longest fingernails. That was always the one. I, oh, I hated that one. I was <laughs> yeah, horrible. It did look horrible, didn't it? It did yeah. look horrible. And getting back to the tube map thing, you don't mind me saying, is that because did you grow up not near a tube station? Yeah, I, I did grow up not near... Oh, well, I don't know, it's like 10 minutes from Elephant, but there's so many buses. It's not that like I just find it just... It's so uninventive. See, what I like... Now, here I've done, look, we've changed all the names of tube stations to solo artists. Yeah. Why have we done that? <laughs> but Joel's, it always jars me about the, the tube map. Two things, yeah. When they do that, yeah, they always give Stockwell, my area, or was my area, a crap alternative. Always rubbish. Always Is rubbish. It? And also... Whenever you, whenever, yeah, <laughs> whenever you see a, a map of central London, it always goes to the Oval... Never Stockwell. It's just that one bit cut. Why? <laughs> just give me Stockwell on the map. I want it on the map. It's a Kazi. I want it on the map. And it's just like, there you go. Cut it off at Oval. I'm like, really? Because the thing is, if you're doing a tube map, then it's all the tube station, surely, isn't it? Yeah, but what they do, because yeah. of like, for, I suppose, space-wise, you know, they don't want to... So if you haven't got there, the space, yeah. then don't do the article, isn't it? Yeah. You know, this is... Uh, not fair. Um, just to um, put a, a cap on the, the story, again, from the organiser. Another quote. After the event, we let families take away as many books as they could carry. It's wonderful to see that so many people still love books. Free or, books. <laughs> yeah. People like free stuff, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you can take all these. Right. Yeah. But sodden books as well. Like, <laughs> exactly, They've yeah. been on the road. Yeah, I don't know if uh, Daniel walking past, he wouldn't be grabbing it. <laughs> he yeah, wouldn't. But, uh, no. <laughs> no, you won't even take out the library if he's been taken out in the last year. <laughs> <laughs> so you're from Stockwell, Mickey? Yeah. Turn it to a little mini interview before I finish off with my last news story, Steve. What's your favourite place in Stockwell, Mickey? Durand Gardens. Oh, yeah, this was on Resident I was going to say, yeah, yeah. As soon as you asked that, I was like, my special place with oh, yeah. Mickey Boy. Yeah, which didn't really go very far. I can, I can you stopped you. asking. Go on, give me your second favourite place in Stockwell. Albert Square. Albert Square, because he's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just off of Clapham Road, you turn right, it's there. And what I liked was the contrast between the estate I grew up on. And over Albert Square, this little sort of Georgian square that's really quiet and peaceful and lovely, and all you've got a few poshos live around there. Jana Lumley lives around there, yeah, yeah. and then you go through the look through the fence, and there's our estate, or vice versa. You know, like this heaving mass of like people and football and noise and cars getting broken into, and God knows well. It's just that cheek by jail thing with London. It's, it's amazing. It's frustrating when you live there in the estate, but when you know when you're visiting or passing through, it's fine. But uh, to live there weren't great. But yeah, Stockholm's fantastic. What about Brenda? Is it worth saving us? Fruit and veg market? I'm going to lean towards no. I uh, love Sainsbury's. Can I say... If I want to get a loaf of bread at nine o'clock in the evening, oh, no. those mini supermarkets have just yeah. changed the game. Yeah, they? Can I say something about Brenda? To me, I think she's... A, this is a bit contentious, what I'm going to say. To my mind, because I, I was there from 72 through to 97, I don't really care because she's not the one I remember. Johnny no. come lately. Yeah, Brenda yeah, come lately. Yeah, she's uh, an arrivist. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she's an arrivist. Like, like most of Clapham and all that. So, so basically, she's she's getting battered by the people that she belongs to almost, you know? Yeah, yeah. So there's like, you know, I want the old guy that was there before. You know what I mean? He was a bit fly and a bit this, that, the other. He didn't yeah. care. All these fruit and veg were nicked. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I said too much. I want him back. 
Oh, well, back. well, I remember going... He's off at a ceremony, he's getting the funeral <laughs> in the borough. <laughs> <laughs> I came out of that station once, I used to eat a lot all the time, I was really fat. And I come out of there, I fancy banana, I went, how much, <laughs> how much for just one banana, mate? He went to you, he said, I oh, know, 12 pence. I went, that's cheap, you know, it's all right there, Nick, mate, don't worry. <laughs> It's all, it goes all, it's all profit. Oh, there you go. And I said, I've 15 p and off I went. Honestly, all this stuff was nicked. That's a character, isn't it? And she, to be fair, this girl, you know, like, she's got the local thing. All like, he would have done that. He'd be like, I ain't having that. And they come and do it. He'd just, he'd just move around. He would move around the corner. He didn't care. That's the whole Police thing. are coming. Yeah, that's it. Like Bellboy, off he goes. Packed up, off he goes. But yeah, that's um, yeah. I'm not too keen on Brenda. I don't care about it, to be honest. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. That'd be neither. <laughs> right, so we've got one last local news story. Deaf three-year-old over the moon as dog returned. <laughs> right, so this is... Initially, I had a different news story. I had the original news story of... Uh, it was something like sick bastard still... <laughs> <laughs> deaf three-year-old's best friend slash dog. Um, the dog's called Boy, B-O-I. And uh, so Deaf Toddler had his... Uh, Deaf Toddler hasn't stopped crying since the day Boy was stolen. So it's a red-nosed pit bull. Toastful. Yeah, <laughs> and it's now turned up at like... like the, it was being walked... So there's the, the boy and uh, like someone walking the dog, not the mother, the aunt, I think. She's fallen over. Someone's jumped out of nowhere and nicked the dog. But then a week later it's turned up at... So like, it's like an opportunist dog, dog thief. Apparently so, yeah. Well, my first question is, what is a deaf three-year-old doing with a pit bull? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, there's no, nothing else needs to be said about that, is it? But, so the person, either the mother or the aunt, says, uh, so many people were walking around, not a person helped. Disgusting. Like, there's, yeah. there's a thief running off with a pit bull, and <laughs> yeah. I'm meant to chase it. Like, I'm not going near it, am I? I've already crossed the road. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, like, uh, I don't mind dogs, but if I saw someone running with a pit bull, I wouldn't sort of go, I better grab that dog, it's agitated. And this bit the dog don't know, does he? He don't care. Yeah, this is, of all the times I want to meet a red-nosed pit bull, it's not probably at the most terrifying moment of its life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's probably after it's getting a run out, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and, what, and the auntie fell over. This baby, did the auntie get smacked around the back of the head and not realise? This is the thing, unless well, it's some sort of tripwire or something. I don't know, I've got a suspicion that the dog weren't nicked at all. So I made such a shout of it being nicked. You know, the little kid, he's free. He's not saying anything, is he? That's not a joke about being deaf. (laughs) And like, so like a week later, later it turns up at a dog's home. You know what I mean? You're walking along, you're walking a dog for someone else. the dog might have slipped the lead. Yeah, like your dog, you know, my sister was out walking my nan's dog and like, she ended up getting dragged up the road by the dog and like, she's got like a scar on her arm. (laughs) Like when the dog was like, me, I would have just let it go. But like, the odds of you being out walking a dog but so, yeah, exactly. But say my sister loses that dog. What does she say to my nan? Yeah, exactly. Oh, someone nicked yeah. it, nan. Yeah. Someone nicked the dog. Can you believe people these days around here? You know, <laughs> you don't go. You don't go and say like I lost it. So who knows? Thanks for coming along, Mickey. Thank you for inviting me, Jack and Steve. It's very nice. Holdfastnetwork.com/slash/wikipedia to uh, find the six episodes you've already done. Mm. When will the show be back? About a month's time, I think. Yeah, you should to uh, finish off process and then. Uh, this season of process and then flip back to Wikipedia. Holdfastnetwork.com slash process if you want to hear Steve talking to Pat Mills and other uh, luminaries of the British comic scene. All British, are they? Apart from the Canadians. And Pat Mills, you probably call him Irish, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> 
please sign up for an Amazon Prime free trial on SouthlandHardcore.com. You can click the link at the top of the page and we'll get £5 for everyone that signs up for a free trial. Also do all your Amazon shopping through there and you'll help fund the show. T-shirts available from SouthlandHardcore.Spreadshot.co.uk and uh, we'll see you on the social media websites. Facebook.com slash SouthlandHardcore. Shuffle along. I'll cut this out. No, sorry, don't have to. No, I will. will. (laughs) I want to.